The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic Wanting something too much, how it can hurt us, and how we can overcome it. Wanting something too much means putting some goal, thing, or desire before our needs and being willing to sacrifice those needs to do, get, or achieve it. I've experienced that a lot of my life, too. A lot of ambitions, a lot of frustrations. What kinds of things can we want too much? A relationship, a baby, a house, a job, career, or financial success. To become a star, to look like a good parent, to be thin, to appear spiritual, really just about anything. On this episode of Inside Out, Beth, myself, and the gang of Beth's alter egos, Madame Mazurka and the Guru, help us explore wanting anything too much. And they'll offer suggestions as to how to get past being run by our must-haves. You can call in or email Beth with your thoughts or questions. And now, here's your host, Beth Green from the Inside Out. Hi, everybody. Well, I sure do hope that you call in or email us because it suddenly occurred to me, oh, my God, it's just us. It's just us. I don't know why it only just dawned on me that it's just us. So (laughs) we want to really encourage you. James, would you give out that phone number? I know that that doesn't mean you're going to call, but do give out that phone number right now. You betcha. We're taking calls as we speak. Uh, So that phone number is 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can email us at beth at bethgreen.org. It's going to be a lot more fun if you call in. Otherwise, we're the only ones who are going to be humiliating ourselves in public. So first, (laughs) I guess I want to to share with you... um, Boy, we had a great show last week on uh, it's never too, you're never too young, you're never too old. And we got a lot of positive feedback that people got a lot out of that show. And I sure did. I think it was, uh, it was really something. James, uh, do you have anything to report from what you got out of that show? I know you did, but of course I can't remember it now. Well, what was interesting for me is that I was talking about uh, never too old to make new starts in life, even from baby steps like beginning piano playing. Uh, but uh, you also brought in the concept of uh, uh, also think in terms of both never too young and never too old. And so uh, in some ways, I think I'm too young for certain things like the old folks home. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that wasn't it, James. <laughs> you weren't ready to get conscious. That was oh, it. Oh, I'm too you young are, to get conscious. Right. Oh, you that are came up too this young. Week. Oh, yeah. My God. I'll never grow up. Never grow up. Um, even though I'm, I'm 69. not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to take on my consciousness and think about myself. Can I have yeah. my second childhood yet? <laughs> <laughs> right. I get that. Well, where I'd like to start is, um, 
Hmm. I want to share with you a little bit about the wanting too much topic, what it has to do with ambition. We didn't put ambition in the title because people wouldn't necessarily automatically relate to what that means. I think a lot of people think of ambition as, oh, I'm ambitious, I want to get to the top and, you know, whatever. Um, But I was on a personal retreat a very long time ago. It was about 1992, I would say, which is... Could that possibly be 20 years ago, 21, 22 years ago? Okay, so I was on a personal retreat, and um, I had contact with these inner voices that were, you know, giving me a hard time as usual, and one of them was in the family of the Yogananda family. I was connected to an inner voice, an inner guy that identified as Babaji, whether it really was or wasn't, I have no idea. But anyway, that, it's not really important. What really counts is, what was the value of what he said? And he said to me, Beth, ambition is anything you put before your own needs. And that really floored me. Because I was thinking of ambition as somebody else, right, who was after money or after fame or after whatever. And I thought, well... Isn't there anything I put before my own needs? Well, yeah, my spiritual development and uh, <laughs> or, you know, healing the world or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that I put before my own needs. And I said, well, aren't those good things? Aren't those things that you're supposed to want and supposed to have? And I became very, very clear that those things, when they are out of balance, we are putting them be- before our own needs our own needs being the highest good on as a whole that we have. So, for instance, I may need uh, to meditate. I need uh, to do spiritual work. But I also have to pay attention to whether or not my bathroom is clean or there is food in the fridge or um, I'm taking care of the bills or whatever it is because these are also needs of the whole organism. I'm not just a mind just the body, just the spirit. I, we can be ambitious in terms of um, wanting to be a dancer. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the role model may be that you have to be extremely thin as a woman to be at a certain kind of ballerina, and maybe the body doesn't want that. And the ambition to be the perfect dancer gets in the way of our well-being because this is not me, by the way. I am not too thin and I'm not a ballerina. But uh, it's just an example that pops into my head. That that desire to be the perfect body for the ballet in order to be a Georges Balanchine kind of dancer uh, could get in the way of my eating and eating properly and uh, getting enough uh, of my other needs met. So it's really about how do we even begin to understand what our needs are, uh, you know, as a totality, as a whole, that requires us to be kind of integrated as beings. We're bodies, minds, and spirits. We're social beings. We have so many aspects of us that need integration. And when we're coming from that place and then we're checking in, all right, is this meeting my needs? I'm checking in from that integrated place Rather than if I'm in my spirituality mode, I may feel that I really need mm, to reach a new level of awareness or that I need to be well-known 
outside of my house or whatever it is that I think that I need. Are you talking uh, about me again? Uh, <laughs> would you like <laughs> so to identify? Me too. <laughs> is that you, James? Would you like to share? Oh, yeah. Well, my biggest ambition, one of my biggest ambitions in life has been to, uh, to be in, intensely spiritual and to, be, and to appear to be intensely spiritual and be respected for that as a one who has great wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most important point, isn't it? That was. To be, to be yeah. seen as be being seen that way, even if I didn't seen. have. <laughs> you needed to be seen if not heard. <laughs> yeah, being seen was good enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my my ambition was to accumulate knowledge, so I could have more and more and more and more knowledge. Uh, I used to uh, study uh, esoterics, uh, like I, I would eat, live, and, and and breathe it. You know, morning, noon, and night. And uh, I would say to myself, and sometimes to others, I want to be the compliat metaphysician. <laughs> I want to know everything about everything. <laughs> and, you know, maybe people, there, there may be some people out there. Oh, first of all, there may be some people out there. And if there are, there may be some people out there who don't know what esoterics means because it's just too esoteric. So yeah, would you like uh, to explain that one? Yes, esoteric means uh, inner knowledge, uh, often uh, known only by a few. Whereas exoteric knowledge is knowledge of things on the outside, in the outside world, the physical world. So the esoteric usually refers to inner plane, inner dimensions, uh, inner causations, uh, uh, the mental and spiritual dimensions of uh, creation uh, and, and realities and so on, like that. Don't you think, though, that the word esoteric has taken on uh, an extended meaning uh, something mm. that nobody really understands, but lots of people pretend that they do. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, those of us who have esoteric knowledge have special expertise <laughs> that others simply cannot comprehend. It's very <laughs> arcane, you see. Yes. Very difficult to access. And very, how- very difficult. Very but we difficult. are the select few who can. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you were talking about having had an ambition in the esoteric direction. Yes. And I'm going to bring this into wanting things too much in a minute, so bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Go go yeah, ahead, James. Yeah, and also to be known, to become recognized as a public mm-hmm. speaker, uh, to write books and to become a well-known author, to be famous, that sort of thing. That was a big ambition of mine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And then there's the one that's most common to people, I believe, which is making money. The mm-hmm. ambition to, to make money so driven to make money that you sacrifice every other aspect of your life, you know, in order to make that money. Uh, whether it's uh, trying to uh, accumulate a huge amount of money as fast as possible, or whether it's to try to retire at an early age and so defer all that gratification, or even uh, and get on with living and enjoying life, or even the you know the Puritan work ethic of well, I'll work intensely all week long. So that I can enjoy myself on the weekend, mm-hmm. sacrifice everything else for the sake of the work, and then I'll have deferred gratification on the weekend. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into a slightly different topic. But let's come back to the out-of-balanceness of all of this. So, so when I got this inner guidance that ambition was um, anything I put before my own needs and had to start understanding what those needs were – uh, then my whole vision of myself moved from I am holier than thou to 
I'm really being driven on an unconscious level or even a semi-conscious level to uh, to achieve something or to have something. And what you're talking about, James, uh, is so relevant because it's often really not the thing itself but how it makes us look that's even more important. I can't tell you how many people I have met who come for counseling or whatever and they say, I want to be a writer. Now, they don't write. They don't enjoy writing. They have nothing to say. But they, <laughs> well, I mean, every, oh, that's kind of a blanket statement. But you know the sense in which I mean it. There's nothing there, but they want to be a writer because that's the way it looks good to them. You know, they, that's their ambition is to look like uh, a, um, a star or look like uh, an intellectual or look like a, an important person. Or the, all of those things become things that we have ambitions around and they are, another way of putting it, things that we want too much. And why is it too much? It's too much because it brings us out of balance with our other needs. And so I'd like to challenge you guys in the audience because I know you're there. Even if you're not here with us live and you can't call in, I know that you're going to be listening later and you're going to be saying, gee, what is the matter with those people? <laughs> uh, so now we're The same thing that's, that's the matter with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Go ahead, take a look inside and say, now is there anything that I want too much? And that's, of course, the challenge that we're going to put out to the audience. Uh, some of you are around live. And you could really consider calling in and sharing with us what is it that you want too much now and how does that impact you and how does it impact everybody around you. So let's see if we have either of our guests, co-hosts on today. Madam Azurka and the Guru both said that they are going to come on the show, but are they there? Now, does everybody out there know who Madame Mazurka and the Guru are? Um, I think that James mentioned that these, these are personas, these are characters that come out of my mouth when I least expect it, and I really have no control over what they say. Now, was it last week? No, I think it was the week before when we were doing the prediction show that um, Madame Mazurka could not speak because... The guru was kind of dominating her. And that's an amazing thing for Madame Mazurka. So Madame Mazurka is a Transylvanian who popped out of my mouth, oh, back in maybe 98, 1998, something like that. And um, she was, she showed up at a friend's birthday party, which was in a restaurant. And uh, I heard that I was going to, I should put on this, this um, uh, shawl, uh, not shawl, not small, scarf, put on my head. And I did. And um, this character came out of my mouth. Yes, darling, you're talking about me. Uh, it's divine. I'm not going to let that guru get to me today. <laughs> um, I was shocked. I mean, Madame Mazurka has such a strong personality, and she was not able to speak. So, and it used to be, dig this, that 
the guru couldn't speak because he kept sounding like <laughs> Madame Azurka. So, guru, are you there? I am here. I am always here. I am infinite. I want to be infinite. So the guru showed up in the middle of a workshop that I did. I can't remember when. I think that was within the last 10 years or so. And these two characters are very different, but they are so helpful. They have great things to say. They have lots of wonderful comments, and they are both very funny. So we're very happy that they're on the show. So even though they both sound a lot like me, I take absolutely no responsibility for (laughs) anything that comes out of their mouths. And I am delighted to see that we already have a caller. Um, We have about two minutes left before we go into our first commercial break. It's Irene from Bonzo. Would you like to say hi? And we'll bring you briefly on the show before we go to break. Hi. Hi, Irene. Good to hear from you. Um, We have about two minutes before we go to break. Would you care to give a two-minute comment or a question? Or we can, if and if there isn't enough time, we'll just keep you on the line until we come back. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> what I occurred to me that I want to watch is uh, I want to be smarter than everyone else. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, I am that. 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 James, I am that. Yeah, 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 you are. You are. You are. You are. (laughs) And I I used to be that. I used to be that. Oh, oh, not anymore. Oh, my God. How many others? Yes. What what occurred to me about that is that I got that because I was precocious sort of as a child, but a child who's precocious doesn't really learn anything. They just pick things up. Mm. And so it kept me from really realizing, well, first of all, it kept me from being engaged in something I want to learn that I don't know Mm. because it was expressing what I already did know. And it also kept me from learning from other people. Yes. Because I was so invested on I should know more. Well, I love that. We're going to have to go for a commercial break, and we already have another caller uh, in the queue, but don't hang up, Irene. And other caller, don't go away because this is just beginning to heat up. And I love what you said because you're already saying that you were, you didn't have a thirst for learning. You had a thirst for showing off how smart you already were. And I am that. So with no further ado, let's go to commercial break. Don't go away. We'll be back with Inside Out. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. 
But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back. Okay, Irene was just sharing with us uh, that what she wanted too much as a child was to look smart. And so that got in the way of her learning anything because she was too busy showing off. And I said, I am that, and so did James. So, I, Irene, would you like to share with us what you think it cost you? Oh, um, so much. It cost me um, connecting to what I, what I really wanted to learn not what I could learn fast and show off, mm. but, but having a passion for what I wanted to learn. And um, it also kept me from the wonderful experience I'm now having of how much I learn from other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, because yes. if yes. I wanted to be the show off, you know, I would be enhancing my own learning rather than engaging with other people in how can we solve this problem or, you know, that. So, and as well as, uh, nobody really likes a show off. <laughs> so, I'm sure it put people off. Yeah. Uh, and it also kept me very insecure because, of course, I wasn't the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that that you're still hounded by this pattern in your life today? Uh, I think I am. Yes, I think that <laughs> I, uh, you know, this is great that uh, I'm really connecting, especially to the ways in which it's hurt me, because it's an old pattern and it just has dregs left in it. But uh, being this clear about it, uh, which your question brought out, really motivates me a lot to let it go. Yeah, me too. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Irene, for calling. We appreciate your call, your comments, and your honesty. And now we are going to go to Todd from San Diego. Hi. Hi there, Todd. Welcome to Inside Out. Thanks. (laughs) Well, I've been thinking about this since I heard about the topic of the show, and... um, there, there's, it's, um, it's a few things. <laughs> so I want to look. Uh, there's, I want. I started by looking at. Uh, I started to think it was looking good. Like 
I want to look like I've got my stuff together and I'm following through on all the commitments I make, which I never do. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes it's so funny because I... I drive myself to stay up late so I can get the, you know, commit to, you know, follow through on one of the things, but I, I still don't get to, you know, the other ones. So it's kind of like, but then I also, so it's paradox because I also see that I have a, um, I want comfort. You know, I don't mm. want to be bothered by someone pointing out, you didn't get that thing to me that you had promised. <laughs> So it's kind of like I, you know, there's this conflict between wanting to look good and get it done and be a good person and be a good guy, and then yeah. the comfort of like, no, screw you, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to take a break. Right. Well, this is so much in alignment with what our prior caller Irene was saying that it's in a way, it's not that you really want to keep all your commitments, but you want to look like you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's important. So right, much, right, exactly. So, so much of our, of our of our ambition has to do with how we look. Yeah, we want to. Yeah. We really too much want to look successful or smart or Together attractive. Or, yeah, I, you know, I, I. It makes me think of you know not having a boyfriend. I remember when I was in uh, public school. Uh, you know, younger, I had no friends because I was so weird. And I admit it, I was weird. And, uh, and no one would sit with me at lunch. And I was so embarrassed to go to the lunchroom because day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, literally, I never had anyone <laughs> to eat lunch with. I mean, never had anyone to eat lunch. Nobody ever wanted to have lunch with me. That's because you were never truly a kid. I wasn't. I was... Just, I don't know. You're an adult in a child's body, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm a a child in an adult's body. So, um, but what what I found, I mean, as we're talking about this and I'm thinking about it, it was painful to be alone. But what was more painful was to be seen as being rejected. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that incredible need that I had to have somebody to eat with was 90% that I didn't want people to think that I was the kind of person that nobody wanted to sit with, even though I was. Right, right, (laughs) yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful, Todd. I really appreciate your call. Is there anything else? Do you have anything for the guru of Madame Mazurka before we... Well, how can I... uh, You know, I, I feel like I get caught in this... So it's... What you're saying is it's not, I don't really want to get the things done. I want to look like I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's a little hard to stomach, but maybe I can shift that. So I guess that's the question is how can I shift that so that it, you know, like sometimes I'll take things on, I think, because I want to have that uh, that looking good. So I'll do things or I'll say, yeah, sure, I'll do that, you know, instead of. Darling, you are already answering your own question. Yeah, you I didn't realize examine that. your motivation. This is Madame Bazurka, of course, and I am speaking, and the guru has not stopped me yet today. <laughs> um, that if you really ask yourself what was your motivation to want the thing to do or to have or to be to begin with, you will be able to extricate yourself from many foolish situations that you are putting yourself into. 
yeah. and actually have the time for the responsibilities that are actually resonant with you and who, where you are going as a human being. Mm. Well, thank you. That was, that's great. You're Again. very welcome. Yes, thank you. I would like to have everyone know that I was the first person uh, on the show to have something profound to say. <laughs> <laughs> so was that your, uh, your ambition for the show for today, uh, Madam Azorica? Well, you could say that, but I really wanted this. And so I have gagged the guru. He is in another room. He has uh, uh, a, a cloth around his mouth. And uh, But now that I have, in fact, proven myself, I don't need to do that anymore. Well, thank you for being such a good sport, Madam Azurka. Uh Guru, Guru, are you there? <coughs> that woman, she, I do not know what is wrong with that woman. Okay, well, things are getting very hot on... Uh, Inside Out these days between these two characters. Okay, moving right along. Um, I, well, I would like to share something uh, until we get another caller. By the way, really appreciated those calls. Uh, James, would you put out that phone number again to encourage sure. people to expose themselves on Inside Out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't be shy. Call and talk to us. We're at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight sixty six. Four seventy-two, fifty-seven, ninety-five, or email us at beth at bethgreen.org. Uh, well, uh, this is the guru, and I have something that I would like to bring in here. I, I feel that uh, the beth, uh, you have had a breakthrough around, around something that you have been wanting too much, and I would like to have the uh, audience know that this was through my guidance that you had that uh, breakthrough today. Well, uh, thank you, Guru. To I suppose you had an ambition of letting everybody know how uh, smart you are. Well, I don't really have to prove that, but I suppose it is helpful. You, are you joking? Well, not entirely. You think that just because we are dead and we are elevated that we are really better than you, but that's a silliness. And in fact, that is part of the human ambition. They think that if they could become Guru Su, that they would be beyond the human uh, nonsense. But they don't, and you don't get beyond the human nonsense when you're dead either. So we just have more perspective and sometimes more honesty, but not always. And so you should stop being so ambitious to become gurus out there because uh, you're not going to find that you're so different from everybody else. It's just that you will find that you will have to hide more how foolish you really are. (laughs) Well, that was divine. I love that. I'm sure that a lot of the people who listen to this uh, program or who listen to Seventh Wave have that. By the way, oh my goodness, we have three callers. Well, I was going to go on to what happened to me and what I learned thanks to the guru, but I'm going to skip that because we have three callers. And let's start with Helen from California. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. I totally related to what the two previous callers identified but I think mine is that what I want too much is control. Oh, and oh. I think, and I thought about it while I was waiting. That I, I think that what is underneath the control is really a desire for security, for stability, or something. Because mm. excuse me, otherwise, why would I care? 
Uh, well, I think the guru has something to say about this. Oh, please. I would love to hear you, guru. <laughs> well, Helen, it is a delight to see you uh, because I can see you. Other people can only hear you, but I can see you. Um, I would say that control is really its own um, reward. It is because control, yes, of course, you do want security and you want safety too. But I would like to say that you also are looking for control because what does control give you the appearance of? You see, Power? if you, yes. And so that in this case, Actually, you are actually um, having the um, the want too much is the uh, the appearance of having power because you do not want to look like a fool who is thrown on the side of the road by some stupid man, for example. For example, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> And you have raised really such a good uh, point for everybody to be looking at what it is exactly that they are trying to uh, get with this ambition, which was the thing that Beth was going to tell you if she had an opportunity, is that she has been wanting something too much and could not understand why she could not let go of it because she didn't know what it exactly she was wanting. And so when you understand what it is that you want too much, what is underneath that, then you have much better opportunity to be free yourself from that. Well, thank you very much. I, I totally agree with everything you've said, and <laughs> I want the opportunity to be free of it. Excellent. I, I am actively working on that right now, to be willing to expose my vulnerabilities instead of looking like I have some power that I don't have. Uh, that exactly, and that it is all right to be the one who is thrown by the side of the road by the man. That uh, this does not give you any less status. Right. Uh, if, a, um, if a chicken is thrown out of a cart, do you blame the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Thank you so much, Helen. Thank, Thank you, you, Guru. That's amazing. How lofty is that? Chicken thrown out of a car. That sounds like something that Madame Mazarka would say. Our next caller is Erica from San Diego. Erica, we have just a few minutes before we go to our next break. Would you like to begin by sharing with us what is on your mind? And then you can stay on and stay to the break. And uh, there is another caller. Please don't hang up. (laughs) Sure. I'll go next. Um, uh, the term blind ambition is what I keep hearing over and over <laughs> as you're speaking today on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the example that the only one who's blind is the one with the ambition. It's mm-hmm. like I keep thinking that other people can't see or don't see what I don't see. Mm-hmm. And I think my ambition is, has been so much as such a deep desire to be special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh, the way I can turn my myself inside out around mm-hmm. that very need, mm-hmm. and um, yet still think it's it's an invisible trait. Or uh, go ahead. Yes, yes. No, I'm agreeing with you completely. It's like when we see children how they prance around and are constantly, constantly demanding attention, and. Uh, 
and we grow up and we're just trying to find uh, m- better ways of doing the same thing. <laughs> I want, I want the attention, darling. I do. Madame Mazurka wants the attention. As I have been very generous today because I am letting myself be silly. Uh, of course, I did not tie up the guru because uh, uh, I couldn't, because he had no body. But, um, you know, I, I was really demonstrating that very trait, and so many humans have this. And so I am very in appreciation that you're um, bringing this up, Erica, because so many people on the planet are really looking for attention, and they are disguising it behind that uh, they are uh, trying to do something noteworthy for other people. Um, yes, I think that, uh, Madam Zerka, are you referring to James, for example, who was talking about uh, that very... Oh, yes, darling, there's very James, very, very, <laughs> very James. He loves the attention, and... He wants to, if he can't get it with the blowing the trumpet, he will find uh, in another way. And um, it's, uh, although I enjoy your music very much. Uh, James, this is, you are still, uh, you know, two years old looking for attention. And mm. so you'll, it will never be satisfied enough. Uh, you will uh. never have enough attention. And um, take it from Mara Berserka, even after you're dead, there's never enough. Because everybody else is competing for the attention too, darling. So it's a, it's a very tough thing, being alive or dead. So um, thank you, Madam Berserker. Uh, and thank you so much uh, to our last caller. And we have another caller on the line, but right now we are getting ready to go to commercial break. So uh, hang on to your hats. Don't go away, or if you do, come right back, because we are going to be continuing with Inside Out, where we talk about wanting something too much, and we're beginning to discover what's under that. What is it that we're really looking for? Because if we cannot identify what it is that we're really looking for, then we cannot overcome the domination of what it is that we want too much that will allow us to ruin everything in our lives, our health and our well-being and our relationships. Because, uh, you know, speaking to, uh, to Erica's, uh, if we are all competing to be the most special, we are going to end up hating each other. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a sacrifice of relationship. So don't go away. Stay tuned to Inside Out. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. 
The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inside Out where we're talking about wanting something too much. It could be a relationship. It could be money. It could be what we're discovering. A lot of it is today is looking a certain way to other people. That seems to be pretty big on the list. And now we have our next caller is Amy from San Diego. Amy, welcome to Inside Out. Oh, thank you. Well, Beth and James, I was looking at what it is I want too much or have wanted too much, and so I came up with security, structure, and the avoidance of risk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a very exciting way to live life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, a security structure, also, it all sounds very security oriented. What do you think it's cost you? What have you sacrificed for all oh. of that? Well, now I want to cry. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I think I've sacrificed being creative, mm. uh, self expressed, um, playing music more, doing art. Following my love of languages, travel. Mm. I went to medical school because I think, and I'm sure there was some positive reason, but the main reasons was it was structured. I would know what I would be at the end. People would admire me. I wouldn't have to send out 400 resumes as a French major, and it would be all very neat and tied together. But I don't feel like I'm a natural for being a physician. Oh, wow. Well, has it turned out that way, Amy? Has it turned out that I'm not a natural for it? No, no. Has it turned out that it's given you all that security? Oh, um, no. Because <laughs> I found it extremely stressful, difficult to do. Um, and it was just very costly to health and, and energy. And um, it wasn't who I was. So it felt very constrained, scary. <laughs> well, that's a that's a big price to pay. Yeah, it is. You know what you're describing is that you have gotten absolutely no security after, out of going for security, right? Because you're describing a state of anxiety because you don't feel comfortable with what you're doing, right? Anxiety, fear. Uh, continually thinking, I'm not doing a good enough job. They're going to find that out and fire me, <laughs> even right. though I get reports to the contrary <laughs> from mm-hmm. from staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I play the harp, and that's where my heart is. Mm. And my story is I could never make a living doing that. So I kind of did what everyone says, have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, all I have. I, th- I think that uh, you have a question for one of our co-hosts, either Madam Zirko or the Guru. Hmm. And while Amy is meditating on that question, James, would you repeat that phone number? 
so uh, more people can sure. uh, call in. We, we still have time for some more guests. I mean, uh, callers. James, the number okay. is? one eight six six four seventy two five seven nine five. That's one eight sixty six four seventy two fifty seven ninety five. Or email us at beth at bethgreen.org. Thank you, James. I have a very strong feeling that there's somebody out there in the audience who really, 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 really wants to call in and isn't doing it. So we'll see if they do or they don't. If uh, whatever it is blocking them is going to be stronger than that desire to call. In the meantime, Amy, what did something come to you? Uh, what came to me is how to let go of judging the fact or how to let go of thinking I made a huge mistake and stop feeling like that was that it was a huge mistake. Um, I think the, the I think you're addressing that question to the guru. Um, guru, do you have something to say about that? Well, of course, the first thing is that um, there is an obvious mistake. Why don't you just say I made the huge mistake and that's all right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> Otherwise, you have an ambition to prove that you do not make huge mistakes. Um, you. You do not need to do that. Maybe it was a bit of a mistake, but of course it was an experience, and you will uh, you 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 will have gained much. You have uh, the human beings that they uh, very often like, do not realize and that uh, they are on a path of discovery, and that that is more important than, than the mistakes or the right things that they do in life. Because the human beings, it is like the Todd from San Diego was talking about, about the comfort. You know, we want the comfort. And we think that if we don't make mistakes, we will be more comfortable. And so we are always trying to avoid mistakes. This is a great ambition that people right. have. I want too much to not make a mistake so I can be comfortable. Or to put it another way, the, uh, their uh, number one priority is to be comfortable. And this is going to create many discomforts because you cannot be comfortable if you're human. Yeah, that's, I think, what I was striving for. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. Exactly. All of that was about being comfortable. And so even now, as you're saying that the mis- that you made a huge mistake trying to become a physician um, and uh, for comfort, so now you're trying to be comfortable by uh, t- trying to prove to yourself that you did not make a mistake. So you are still <laughs> being dominated by the same ambition, which is to uh, be comfortable. And um, this is a very common in humans, and so it is very wonderful that you have brought this to our attention on the program and that you have exposed this for us. So that would be my first suggestion, is to say, I have spent my life trying to be comfortable, and now maybe it is time to recognize that I can't not be uncomfortable anyway. So I might as well take risks and have more fun. Exactly. <laughs> I decided I'm going to have a party after coming up with all the reasons why it's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Amy, for Thank calling. Thank you. And by the way, I'd just like to give you some uh, uh, support. Uh, I made the same kind of mistake when I became an attorney. I was going for the security, the, the certainty that there'd be higher income, that kind of stuff. And I encountered the same kind of problems, but it was a great process of learning and discovering and leading me to where I am now. Yeah, excellent. Thank you so much. You bet. 
Thank you. And uh, do call again. It's always nice to have people who have called for the first time. You know, that is such an important point. And uh, so many times when people do the wrong things, it ends up they're not getting any of the things that they're looking for. They're not, you know, when people try to be something that they're not, they're often not successful. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even make the money that they think they're going to make or get the prestige that they think they're going to have. So great call. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Okay. So, um, James, I think I was going to ask you, uh, what is it that you want too much now? Did I ask you this already? I think I did. Uh, yes, you did, because uh, I, I talked about my spiritual ambitions. Although right, but what, uh, we didn't really know, get into the, we didn't no, really get into the now of what. No, I didn't ask you because our, our, we had some wonderful callers calling sure. in. So I think this is the time. Um, it's to say. So what is it that you want too much now? Well, I would say would be my uh, musical expression mm. that uh, I, I gave myself a lot of pressure to get on with it uh, because I didn't get on with it uh, 50 years ago uh, <laughs> as, as much as I could have. Uh, you know, I came up playing the trumpet and singing and I, then I put that pretty much aside to pursue careers that, you know, were had, you know, making a living kind of thing, just like what uh, Amy was talking about. And uh, along the way, you know, I, I created songs and I performed and, and so on, but I never really sank my teeth into it and and so recently I became so extremely ambitious with my music that I was starting to block out other aspects of my life and you noticed it and you commented on it and we addressed it and I was able to pull back and say wait a minute I don't have to do everything at once I can just take things one step at a time and let things unfold and go for the and go for the yeah. enjoyment of the process of making music Right. Instead of uh, an ambition to uh, pull together my musical, you know. Yeah, I would like to uh, bring in the question, though, that was brought in by either Madame Mazurka or the Guru, I can't remember which, which is, what is it that's really underneath that need? So it looks like an ambition to, uh, for your musical expression. But what is underneath that ambition? And while you're thinking about that, since we're uh, coming towards the end of our show, I'd like to talk a little bit about wanting uh, a relationship too much because so many of us have had that experience that we completely trash ourselves in order to have a relationship with a man or a woman that we have in our minds that we must have or we can't live without it. And, um, you know, I'm looking at that right now and thinking, you know, what is underneath that too? You know, what is it that we are so desperate for that um, we that we'll do anything in order to have it? Um, some people are afraid to speak honestly. Some people, uh, you know, uh, they... They do plastic surgery or they dye their hair or whatever it is that they try to make themselves into something they're not uh, in order to get that uh, that man, that woman, or they uh, prance around and try to get the Porsche or whatever to impress the woman. You know, what is it that we're looking for that we are so desperate for that uh, we'll do those things? We'll put up with all kinds of abuse. Um, you know, so I'd like to put that question at uh, James. Yeah, I could I could speak to that. Okay. Uh, uh, I grew up, and I think uh, most of us grew up 
in uh, a society and in families where there's a lot of judgmentalism. It should be a constantly being judged, judged, judged. Uh, families where there's a lot of naming, shaming, and blaming. And so a big drive in my life has been to somehow prove my worth and be validated by others, to, to, mm-hmm. to tell me and show me that I am worthwhile, that I have mm-hmm. value, this sort of thing. And that's been the underlying ambition in every single one of these things that I've done, whether it's the mm-hmm. being an attorney for a, a period of time or being a hypnotherapist for a period of time or being a musician. All of, it was all being driven by that. Or a woman looking for a woman. Who's or looking for a woman you. who would love and validate me. Exactly. So I think what you're saying really does wrap up um, what we're saying today. We could go on for several hours on the topic of ambition and wanting something too much. And, uh, you know, time is short. But I think that that's a very, very significant thing that you said, James, is that underneath it all, uh, we're looking to feel loved and valued. And whether it's through being special or um, looking competent or whatever it is, or even finding somebody, if we are trying so desperately to feel loved. And it's so sad because very often when we get into the wrong relationship uh, and we hurt ourselves by being in it, we are having the opposite experience of being loved. And yet our desperate need to be loved drives us to stay in a relationship where we really aren't loved and we can't can't be. So there it is, that desperate need for love and validation is under so much of our behavior. I mean, people who blow themselves up because they're religious martyrs are trying to feel loved and validated as well, that they have, that their lives have meaning. So thank you for that, James. And now let's start to uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up next week. Glad to. Our next edition of Inside Out will be Altered States. Let's talk about experience and co-create one. Participate, even if you're not with us live. A lot of people talk about altered states of consciousness, but are they real? And if so, what's the point of them? Can we experience them without drugs? Can they make us more wise? more connected spiritually? Are they dangerous? Are people experiencing them actually crazy or pretending to make themselves look impressive? Let's talk about altered states. Co-hosts Beth Green and myself will share some of our experiences and we invite you to share as well. And Beth and the guru, one of Beth's personas, will lead a process which will hopefully help us co-create a drug-free altered state of consciousness for hosts and listeners alike. So just tune in during or after the show and let's see if we can co-create an altered state of consciousness that will help us be more expanded, but also more grounded. So, call in, email, and help co-create an experience that challenges our notions of time and space. Now, isn't that going to be fun? Can you even imagine missing this? Now, mm. what, uh, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen on this show. But, I mean, I've been in altered states of consciousness. I was guided by that inner voice to say that we're going to do it on the show. We are. And what's fascinating is that those people who aren't going to be here in person, who don't really can't listen in live but will be on uh, the podcast, you're going to be part of the process of the co-creation of this uh, collective altered state of consciousness, even if you're not here. So we are challenging notions of time and space. Be with us. And thank you so much, 
to James, Mazurka, the guru, everybody at Voice America, and our delightful callers for another wonderful show. Until then, bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, Still, half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get a 